0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with REMAX Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of REMAX preferred as a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together, they cover the Twin Cities. And welcome to this edition of CCO's Real Estate Show. Chris and Andy in the studio. I always like to ask the guys how their week was, uh, respectively, in their particular areas of expertise. And their, uh, <laughs> How was your week, guys? <laughs>
2: andy has got to fix that microphone having a little technical difficulty here boys you're getting close to us over here now
3: yep you're in striking distance brother
1: Yep. (laughs) so was it a good week for you
3: yes yes it was (laughs) i'm sorry chris we we were joking around before the show just saying it's kind of summer uh kicking in and there's we were dealing with a lot of escrow issues we're dealing with you know with new construction you, you basically have the banker saying hey the landscaping should be done and we're trying to close on Friday, but the rain had them delayed. And then you say, but it's so dry out. Why didn't they? There's so much backed up work from the winter that is still being completed. And then the new construction that started later in the season that wants to close now that could have their work done. And it just becomes kind of a challenge. I mean, you have to remind everybody all the way through the process again and again and again that this is the way the season works. And this is how the programs are naturally supposed to, you know, progress. But it, it's still it. It's people go scratch their head going, well, hey. I moved in two months ago and why is the guy across the street getting his sod and his paintwork done and I'm mm-hmm. still waiting for mine? And it's it's because the banks won't let us close across the street unless we have that stuff done. So
2: okay. that's true. That that's a yeah. that's a problem. I mean that's a I mean it's a it's a problem that's explainable, yet it's it's a frustration one because maybe those people closed in February. You know, and because of the rain and everything, putting everyone else behind, the people that are closing in May have to have their landscape done because the lender, otherwise, the lender won't let them close. Oh, okay. And so what happens right. is those people in February move to, mm-hmm. you know, July. Yeah, is what. Well, happens. we used
3: to always say, just you know, when you're having your work done in the in the, you write an order in the fall. You know, say it's you know uh, whatever it is, September, October, whatever it is. Come spring, you're gonna already have you're gonna be moved in the house. There's gonna be concrete driveways that need to be done. There's gonna be painting. There's the final grade on the yard. The landscape, all those items can't be done until the ground is thawed. And, you know, actually, in a in a bigger picture, I think it's good to go through a freeze-thaw cycle too because everything settles better. You don't have as much, you know, the driveway doesn't want to settle on oh, okay, and, you. Oh, know, okay, sure. We've all driven by the driveway with the big dip in it. A lot of times that's because they, they got a little aggressive with getting it done too fast before the soil had settled. But um, anyway, so that, yeah, it's just an ongoing battle. And
2: Well, it's the same thing kind of with um, even taking photos of existing houses. You know, if you have this rainy weather, and uh, we had a we had a house that um, we were trying to, we're trying to get it on, and we're trying to hit a day, and we couldn't hit a day until it rained, and then it opened up. Well, the driveway still had some water on it that you could see. You know, so from photos, it's kind yeah. of like, ah, oh, man. Then we have to do another photo. Then you have all the uh, marketing brochures. Sure, you got to switch all that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a <laughs> the, the weather is more of a right. A, interesting thing in real estate well, you, than people you, think well the
3: concrete work too we, we had guys this spring they were pushing the concrete because they were like you know what these are model homes we really want to get it done make it look nice for the, the the builders and then all of a sudden it would rain after and they'd try to cover it with plastic or whatever and then the you take the plastic off and, and just it warps the yeah. temperatures and the moistures throw that concrete off and now it looks like it's swirled when it's not supposed to be swirled and then they're ripping a, a stoop out so it's it's You know, I'd say patience is probably the key thing. If you're building a home in the spring or the winter, just use your patience and understand that by the end of July, usually all escrow work is done. And, And if the other way to do it is this, if you're not a patient person and you would like to line up your own contractors, a lot of times, depending on what kind of financing you get, you could actually work with the lender. You can work with your builder and actually have your landscapers lined up, your concrete guy, your driveway, your final grade, whatever it is lined up for spring and and have them ready to go. And maybe they get it done quicker.
0: Mm. May pay a
3: little bit more, but.
1: I want to give their phone number. I just forgot to do that. Uh, Invite our listeners to uh, call in or text uh, their real estate questions. 651-989-9226 is the number. You can call in or uh, send a text if you like, 81807. Uh, Again, getting back to the week, your week in uh, real estate, besides these frustrating points, has it been a good week?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll tell you. I slowly, slowly, uh, but surely, I think that the upper bracket market is finally starting to get some traction. Uh, it's been it's been real slow. I mean, real slow. But we're getting a lot more showing set up. Um, but people, as you go up in in price range, the decision decision process takes a little longer. You know, and we have mm-hmm. a great uh, text question here that will kind of lead into it, but. It says explain the difference between a buyer's and a seller's market in layman's terms, supply and demand or whatever. I don't know. I don't speak Greek. It is. <laughs> it is true. I mean, whether or not it's a seller's or a buyer's market, because I think we're in both right now. Yeah. Um, in, depending on what price range that you're at, and obviously inventory, um, is a is a big factor in regards to what you know if it's a seller's or buyer's market. One
3: hundred percent. Yeah. The uh, when you look at the marketplace and you have the. Um, National Association of Realtors will track, you know, how many houses are for sale. But like locally, when we, I believe it's when we dip under uh, twelve thousand homes, it becomes an extreme, you know, sellers, you know, market where there's just not enough inventory to satisfy the thirst of the buyers that are out there. Um, on the other hand, when we think about this, Chris, back you know five six years ago, there was thirty some thousand houses for sale at a time. That's when it's it's a buyer's market. That's when there's you know that much inventory and there's people that are saying, well. I'll drop my price a little bit more than the other guy just to get mine sold because I know there's only one of you for every you know six houses for sale, so it's a different concept. So really, it's an inventory supply game. But then it comes down to this: consumer confidence. And right now, consumer confidence. It's funny; everybody's still got their foot out the door a little bit, saying, "You know, maybe the economy's coming back. Maybe it quite isn't there where you know we feel comfortable really extending ourselves or doing something that they don't want to do anything foolish." And so the consumer. I mean, yes, in some markets, I, I can hear people saying, "Well, in my market, it's crazy." I get it. You're one of the you know unique islands, as I say, in the middle of the normal market. But the most part, nobody's overpaying still. I'll get multiple offers where they're at or below asking price because they know that we're already pushing the market with the way we price the house. So, you know, every market's different, but, you know, you're, yeah, it's very between the two, isn't it?
2: Yeah. No, it totally is. And you made a good point there, too, about someone being on an island. There's We always talk about pockets. There's pockets of homes that will... I mean, if, if you're familiar with the market, you know, you can exploit that and take advantage of that. But there's certain um things. So maybe it might be um, you know, lakeshore under six hundred thousand dollars. So something that maybe was five twenty five, you might be able to get it up to five seventy five because there's there's a lot of people there and they're just grabbing something because they don't think they're gonna get anything. And so there's there's different things like that. And obviously, you know, under three hundred thousand goes like uh, hotcakes. I don't know if it matters where you are, you know, that goes real quick because there's more buyers than there are what sellers are out there.
3: Yeah, but you know what's also interesting too, Denny, is that the under two fifty. You know, there's uh, we listed one last week up in Otsego where they were under uh, two hundred thousand, and it was a, you, you get a lot of interest, but then those sellers are trying to up their prices as quick as they can, and so they're trying to get that extra five or ten thousand that could be a 20% price increase, you know, when you really look at the smaller numbers. And so, but but that makes the difference between them selling or not selling. And so I'm seeing some real aggressive stuff happening on the bottom price points of the market, which is interesting to see because, you know, good for them because it's that, you know, usually it's the first time buyer and they're selling. I love to see that person make a little money because now they feel good about housing and they get right back in and they they upgrade and and that keeps that economy moving
1: up. Absolutely. So let's get to the phones. We've got callers on the line, texters as well. The text number, by the way, 81807. Jim in Shoreview is our first caller. Go ahead, Jim. Thank you.
0: Yes, good morning. I've got a question about closing costs. I'm wondering how these mortgage companies, they'll advertise like 0% if you want to refinance, but then when you want a mortgage, like I've got a... People that want to get a conventional mortgage now for two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars, and they want me to pay the closing costs, and the closing cost is over eight thousand dollars. Why is it why are them closing costs so high?
2: okay well, first of all, with closing costs it's not just the lender there's a title company involved as well um, that that gets paid and so uh, escrow accounts yeah. and so insurance. you're two eighty five and three percent. I mean, that's typically what they'll ask for. Mm-hmm. That also includes like their escrows. Okay, so they can escrow money because they have to escrow for taxes and or insurance. They could use it towards that. But what lenders do? So let's just say that your interest rate is at four percent. And, and when you hear them say, "Hey, there's no closing costs," what typically happens is that they give you an interest rate around four and a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. And so, and then what happens is that the investor who has the money gives them the lender money back. So they might say, "Hey, it's costing eight thousand in costs here, but I'm going to give you eight thousand back, which obviously equals zero at that point." Mm-hmm. So what your buyer is doing is they're going in trying to get the the best rate that they can, and it's just part of the negotiation. So if, right. if it's two eighty five and they want you to pay three percent or eight thousand, your offer is really two seventy eight right. that they're offering you.
3: Well, you know, Chris, it's interesting, because me with my stories, but I remember the first time I went out and bought a new vehicle, and I, I was like, wow, I can buy this new truck, and it's zero down. And I walk in a dealership, yep, but zero down, here's the price. And they say, okay, we need $950 to close. I'm like, well, what is this? And it was the the fees and the, you know, the other things that come with it. Money down is towards principal reduction, right? And then you have to look at there's fees that, that are cost, you know, that cost actually everybody to, to close on that loan. So, when you when you talk about things like like you just explained it very well I don't need to repeat it but it basically says it depends on what kind of financing you're getting and and are is your client shopping rate or are they shopping no cost because every loan really does cost money to do it so either you get it they make their money on your rate or they make it on the fees. All
1: right. Tell you what, let's take a break here, a quick one. Uh, folks on the line hang on. There is a line open if you want to ask your real estate question by phone 651-989-9226. Or uh, send a text if that's easier for you. 81807.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on a 3 ow CCO Chris and Andy in studio welcoming your uh, questions uh, either by phone, and I see a line open, 651 989 9226, or a text if that is easier for you. 81807. For your text messages, I was thinking about the heat. Uh, I was going to ask you guys if you have uh, any open houses today.
2: We have open houses today and tomorrow, all weekend, yeah. every weekend. I think about it. we've talked
1: about weather, we've talked about the uh, big game, football games, timing, open houses. Totally. Does mm-hmm. does extreme hot weather will that change people's visits or no? For sure, it absolutely.
2: It, it typically it, it's lower um, that you don't get anything any any types of extremes. extreme aren't great, I'll tell you. But some some of the best open houses I've ever had were um, kind of like that drizzle, you yeah. know, so they're not going to get soaked on the way out of their car, but what else is there to there's do? There's not anything kind of else to do. Yeah. Ooh, we
3: used to always say that, too. Like, when you have the Saturday with the beautiful weather, you're going to basically bring a good book and you'll get a lot of reading done. Um, Sundays are usually good regardless with the weather. Usually you get the after church crowd or whatever sure. and you'll get busy, but... We've had a lot of luck, Denny, during the week, after, you know, business hours from five to seven doing open houses, especially now in the light. Uh the daylight is oh, out, sure. you know, till nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. And so people with their busy schedules, they'll swing in right after work. And it actually has worked really nice. We um I've got a team of animals though that these guys and gals are like out they love doing open houses. So most people when we list their house, they're like I don't think we need seven open houses the first week we need, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> nice. they, they know how it works. You know, yeah. the consumers are busy, and, and that's how you get that's in front true. of
1: them. That's true, busy, both working, yeah. Uh, let's see, Ron is calling from Osseo with a question. Go ahead, Ron.
4: Uh, morning, guys. Yeah, uh, my wife and I are 59 years old, and uh, we're thinking about buying a lake lot, and uh, we have enough money in the bank for for uh, to do it, but... We also have a guaranteed pension in a couple of years. Do you know of any lending companies or banks that would consider locking that pension in for it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no question. Yeah,
3: I that's mean, income, Ron. I mean the, the thing that you gotta look at is that they, they um they they can't, you know, like we might think oh a bank will never give me money because I'm retired and I'm on, you know, the last leg of my you know, I'm retiring and I'm not making enough money. They you could be a hundred years old and get a, a home loan. There's there they can't hold that against you. You have income just like anybody else does that income's applied and and they look at your debt ratios and they uh you'll you'll get a mortgage on that if you'd like
2: yeah, and I think you'd i mean in this scenario because the pension hasn't started, I would talk to like maybe a local bank right. or someone that you have your money with right now, but there's there's programs out there they're called depletion of assets programs mm-hmm. where um you i mean if you have a a bunch of money in there, the bank's going to look at it and say hey uh, and, and there's different terms of it, but they're basically saying, hey, can we go after this money?" You know, for so long, and that it'll pay it off, and that's the depletion of assets. So if you have no income, right. but you have that, you know, you can get a loan.
3: Well, and reverse mortgages are nice too. I mean, a lot of people are scared of them, but if you really look at them as a tool, and you look at what's out there and the the rules of reverse mortgages right now are really nice. They're not they're not going to take the asset. They if there's equity left, they still give it to your heirs. So there, there's a lot of neat um, programs and tools that are out there. And if you if you don't have anybody to go to, Ron, we'd be glad to help you put you onto a resource or two that could give you some of those answers.
1: And by the way, we'll uh, tell uh, the folks, our our listeners, as we always do at the end of the show, how to get in touch with each of you guys. So great for sure. Uh, Jeff is calling from St. Louis Park, I believe. Go ahead, Jeff.
4: Oh, good. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I'm just about to retire. I'm I'm a college professor and I'm teaching my last course this summer. And (laughs) I've got some... um, some investment funds that are available now, and then as soon as my last course is totally over, all the rest of them are available. Now, here's the here's the thing I'm trying to figure out. I have a balloon payment with a, a a good friend who owns the condo. I mean, actually, I've been buying it from her, but I owe her about $55,000. And, then, and uh, it's about time to pay it off. And she's flexible, you know, we... It doesn't have to be a certain day, but let's get it done this fall kind of thing. And if I take it out of my retirement, I have to—I have uh, $55,000 I'm technically adding to my income for this year, aren't I?
3: You know, this is a counting question, and I'd love to answer it. But here's what I would say to you, uh, Jeff, is that the, the idea, first of all, congratulations on heading towards retirement. That's pretty exciting. Um, Second of all, when it comes to a situation like this, you may want to take a look at a lot of investments right now are making more for a yield or giving you a better return than you're seeing with the cost of what it would get for a mortgage, especially when you have that situation where you have an equity position where it sounds like you you have a really nice equity position. There's probably a lot of lenders out there that would love to give you a, a nice, you know, 4%, you know, interest rate or somewhere around that number. And keep that payment super affordable, and then maybe you make double payments on it, or you get a fifteen year mortgage or note on it so that you know it's going to get paid off, but it's money's so affordable right now, and so on sale i i I'd find it hard to want to pull any money out of anything when they're you know it's it's that affordable, but you know i'm I'm a few years younger than you, so I'm not thinking like you are, maybe you don't want to have the debt so. yeah
1: tell you what uh thanks, Jeff. We have to take our uh, bottom of the hour break. We have another half hour of the show to go if you have a real estate question six five one 9899226 is our phone number or send a text 81807. This is the real estate show. If you're just joining us, if you have a real estate type of question, 6519899226 line is open or uh, send a text 81807. Uh, Chris yeah. a, a uh, well, text? we got a text
2: about can you comment at all on the market in western Wisconsin for some of us cross border commuters? Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy and I don't deal a lot with that, but Andy obviously has a big team. And uh, where he referred to him as his animals. Yeah, we yeah. have we have this an animal the on the line, right? Who's that's on the calling line? in.
3: What's Nathaniel Pettis. He's uh, out of Taylor's Falls and covers Wisconsin, Minnesota, and uh, Nathaniel, are you on the phone with us?
0: I am. How's it going,
3: guys? Fantastic. Good morning. Hey, can you give us a little, give us uh, ten thousand feet looking down, um, kind of bird's eye view? What what's going on in western Wisconsin right now?
0: Well, we're kind of seeing this, uh, you know, similarities between the uh, Minneapolis market and, um, or Minneapolis-St. Paul market and Western Wisconsin, where there is, you know, still a lack of inventory, and, uh, you know, it's, it's competitive out here, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but prices are, you know, lower. It's, it's, it's a way, if you're looking for more land or,
3: uh, um, Affordability. you know, a little more
0: house, then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a great place to come find one.
3: Well, Nathaniel and I were looking uh, earlier this year. We had a, a housing development out there where they had lots that were under twenty five thousand for a single yeah. family pad. And I mean, you look at the cost twenty five
2: thousand. Con- yeah, you look at the yeah, cost yeah. of
3: construction. You know, the the lowest prices we have in the cities are starting at about sixty five. So it's like that's forty thousand dollars of extra fun stuff you can put in a house, or just you know lower that payment. And so that uh, plus it's just beautiful country out there, isn't
0: it? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely.
3: What, uh, so what are you seeing though? Um, is it the lakefront properties, you know, is it, or is it the acreage properties, or what are you seeing kind of moving the quickest out there?
0: You know, it seems like acreage more so than lakefront. I mean, uh, you know, we have plenty of lakes in Minnesota, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, or, or, you know, if you want to go out a little further, there's a lot of cabin stuff that people will do, but, uh, you know, it, it's mainly for people that want to spread out and not, and have a little bit more privacy and, uh, you know, for those commuters, uh, you know, this is a good way to go. So Yeah,
3: well, good. Well, Nathaniel, yeah. thank you. If anybody was looking to get a hold of you or wanted to see a home search, or you, I know you do a solds sure. report, too, or you send out in their neighborhood everything that's sold in that neighborhood. Uh, how do they get a hold of you, Nathaniel?
0: Uh, you can reach me, 612-323-8989.
3: Otherwise, reach the show here, too, and we'll get you into his good hands. He's a great real estate agent, and his wife, Jamie, is his uh, partner in crime, and they're both fantastic, so.
2: Awesome.
0: Well, all right. Thanks,
3: guys. Thanks, Nathaniel. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: All right. See, we don't have the answer. We go get it. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. I actually was
3: impressed there. Yeah. Actually, Nathaniel's a great guy. I tell you what, I, I wouldn't say that just because he's on the team, but the guy, I mean, you, you never meet a guy with a, a kinder heart, and he's just that, I'll go do it, I'll get it done kind of guy. You know, I like him. All right. It's one of awesome. my so.
2: All right. A couple own a house and have around, we think it's 260000 left on the mortgage here. Uh, they're getting divorced and one would like to stay in the house. What is done now legally with the spouse who is not going to live in the house? Um, I mean, the the best way in which to do it and the cleanest way to do it is to quit claim. Uh, the one, quit claim their interest um, in, in congruence with a refinance by the one person or pay it off. Um, the one, you could quit claim it and you'd be stuck on the mortgage with them or her. Um, so yep. you both, so you wouldn't have any rights to the house, but you would owe for it. Right. And so, and and that happens. I'll tell you, I've seen that so many times. Where, mm-hmm. um, you know, hey, I'm just going to quit claiming it. You're responsible for it, and they start missing payments, and now mm-hmm. it's your problem. You know, you so. want to get
3: off that mortgage, that's for sure. I mean, a lot of people, guys and gals, um, have the uh, significant other of their past that that is not necessarily trying to do nice things, and they will miss payments and have foreclosures, and that rides along with you, even though the decree says different. Um, you have to explain it and you have to fight that fight. And so, yeah, the best thing to do is to do it clean, quick, and be done with it. Um, I, I'd, I'd actually make somebody get off the the uh, mortgage before I'd agree to the divorce terms. I mean, you know, to be honest, to finalize it. But
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it truly causes a lot of issues later on. Who can make that process happen, the quit-claim
1: process? Do you have to hire an attorney for that? No. no. no.
2: It's a very simple thing. I yeah. mean, you could do it um, in conjunction with – to refinance when you're at the refinance. I mean, all the other spouse has to do is sign the quick claim. Need, the person who is not going to be it.
1: living in that house wants to, should
2: wants get, to get off, off, the, off
1: yeah. the mortgage.
3: Well, we've had we had another caller uh, earlier in the year that had a situation where he had the um, girlfriend and and they bought a house. He bought the house with the mortgage. She contributed to the down payment to help out, and they thought, well, you know what? Hey, let's go off and let's go to the county, and and he put her on to the deed, and well. Things didn't work out, there's a breakup, and all of a sudden he's not living in the house anymore, she is. She's on the deed, he can't prove that she doesn't have any rights to it other than the 10000 that she donated, and it was a mess for these guys, Ooh. and I tell you, so be careful before you go signing deeds, you may want to consult that local real estate agent or an attorney or somebody ahead of time just to make sure that what you're signing is going to benefit you in the future, or why
2: are you signing? We've talked a lot about that. that too, is that if you're, if you're two single people right. buying a house together get it straightened out from the beginning. What's going to happen if it doesn't work out and everyone's so in love and it's going to be the greatest thing ever, but things happen. Mm -hmm. And if, and if you're so in love and everything's great, I mean, there's nothing wrong with setting it up from the beginning. You know, and saying, hey, if something was to happen, hey, I'll give you your money back. You know, if I don't give it back to you, there'll be payments set up for six months to be able to do it. If you don't do it, then we have to sell the house. Right. Just something that, you know, because it it happens.
3: Oh, my God. Just like even in business. I mean, every successful business partnership that is put together has an exit strategy because not everybody's needs are the same or their their situations are the same. And they need to move on and and exit out of the situation. And how are you going to handle that? So when you agree to it on the front end, it's no brain. It's no brainer. It's easy.
2: It's a good idea. Yep. Another text. What is the best bang for your dollar when listing your home? What? What's it's your best, best bang for your dollar? Oh, for so like spending I assume money It's, or it's or like yeah. What? What? What do you replace or do? Us or what's that? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm sure it's an improvement. Oh. You know, or yeah. an improvement, or or doing something. Okay. I'm going to go with. Um, mine's a two part question. You can't say do cleaning
3: because that's cheating.
2: Well, I'm going to say that second. Okay. Decluttering, then cleaning. <laughs> and painting. Once I get all the other stuff. But it is. It's the best bang for your dollar. You yeah. know, to be able to get the things out and make the That's home true. appear as big as you possibly can. And having a clean house is ultra important as well.
3: You know, and we've talked about this. Some of these banks back in the day, they'd have these properties that were disgusting. And they would come in there and put a fresh coat of paint and new carpet. They'd leave everything. They wouldn't even wipe down the trim or nothing. I mean, they, but it made such an impression, a good impression that people could look past the, you know, they, they can't visualize themselves, right? So I think to kind of carry that theme is visualization, allowing that person to come in that home and visualize themselves making that their home. If you can't do that, you know, then you're in trouble because then people say, oh, I got to renovate, I got to flip it, I got to, you know, or whatever, and then the the price goes way down. So. You
2: know, another thing that I think is a, a is a good little thing that can kind of turn your kitchen, you know, maybe it's a little older kitchen, a 2000 you know two thousand and two, which is crazy, you start thinking that 's starting to get old, but it 's starting to, the date is a new kitchen backsplash mm-hmm. you know that you get a two thousand and seventeen backsplash in a two thousand and two kitchen, you can really change kind of the whole yeah. vibe of that kitchen and and people will kind of oh look at that that's mm-hmm. it 's updated versus you know what it 's a little tired
3: well, you know and the other thing i, I it 's kind of like having ice cream without the hot fudge on it you know I mean you need to have the under counter lights i when you when you go and get that tile. I mean, it's just uh, it's okay, <laughs> Chris. You laugh all you want, us ice cream fans. Know what I'm saying, um, you 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 want to get that lighting on there too, that under counter lighting to create the mood. Or if you can't do it underneath the counters, you can go down below in the toe kicks or up on the top on the tops of the cabinets. Get a little lighting in there to accent that uh, that new look. It, it makes a big difference.
2: Lighting's so important. That's why I always tell people to open up all the all the blinds and turn on all the lights. I don't care if it's you know. 85 and perfectly sunny out you want that as bright as you possibly can get
3: yep, right
1: all right let's take a break we have more show to come more real estate show if you have a question related to real estate 6519899226 or send a text if that's easier for you. 81807. 81807.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities, talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: We're in the midst of our real estate show here around every Saturday in the ten o'clock hour, welcoming your calls or text messages. Uh, like Jeremy, who has been waiting there in Shorewood with a question. Go ahead, Jeremy. Thank you.
2: Yeah, um, I've just got a question about financing on new construction. Um, Me and my wife have decided to knock our place down and rebuild. Um, We love
4: where we live, and I've been talking with a couple of builders. Uh, We still owe on the property, but feel that we have uh, significant equity in it in order to uh, avoid PMI. But in talking with the builders, I've gotten a couple different uh, responses regarding financing, and one of them has
2: said... You know, you need to title the house over to us, uh, and then we'll sell it back to you once we're done building. And another one talks of a construction loan acting as,
4: like, a basically a home equity loan, um, and then we do a final closing after that. And I just wanted to get an opinion on what may be the best approach when you owe on the
2: land. Yeah, I mean, first of all, if you're going to demolish your house and you have a mortgage on it right now, mm-hmm. the the bank's not going to like that so much, so you've got to... You, you need to get what they're calling a, is a new construction loan, mm-hmm. and basically what they're going to do is their fir- the first draw will be able to pay that off. So it would just be like you're paying off the land if you're mm-hmm. buying a piece of land, and then they can build on it. Um, I don't know. I In this situation, I like the fact that it's it's under your control. You know, um, don't you? I mean, and then you can take draws no, to be I able get to pay it. them. I
3: get the bill. It depends on how you structure it. A lot of the builders will like to have that control of having the, the property signed over to them so that they can do the lien releases, they can do the whatevers. They act like it's their lot. They're building on it. And then they ultimately have you as the end buyer. You're under contract. You should be safe. You know, the only risk that you would run, I believe, and I'm not a financial guy, but um, is if the builder were to go out of business or you got tied up into a bankruptcy situation or whatever, so if you 're concerned about the builder 's credibility um, financially, you may want to then uh, control it by having your own construction loan where they get paid as they go they take draws, you contain and own the property in full the whole time and,
2: and really what 's happened is that you 're paying the interest on that loan as you 're going mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. if the if the builder has it you know they 're just kind of fit that into the price and then sell right, yeah. it back right. but i 'd also look into you know how long you 've owned that house. And uh, for tax purposes, if there's sure. going to be um, any tax purposes from, you know, even quick claiming or giving it to the builder, having them purchase it and sell it back to you, you know what that is. So I'd talk to an accountant. But Okay. Thank yeah. you very much. All right. Good yeah, luck, good Jeremy. Luck
1: with it. Very good. 651-989-9226. If you want to call it in or text your question at 81807.
2: We got a good little comment here because we could have stories like this all day long. I was looking at houses once, and we walked into this really cute house. And I was so excited until we saw and smelled. All we saw and smelled was a full cat litter box. Ugh! We turned around and left. You know, the census is another huge thing. You don't well, know because that know, that if, does it kills it. If the whole it.
3: world loved cats, everybody would have a cat, and that's just not the case. And so, I mean, for the cat lover, they may be able to forgive that, and they probably don't even smell it anymore. They're so used to living in the house with that, you know, um, aroma.
2: Uh, <laughs> <that's>... Incense. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there you go. Uh, the catnip. Um. Anyway, no. The so long story short, the the idea there is is that you want to neutralize that house again. Um. I, th- that person obviously let a buyer come in, and they lost the buyer based on them not taking the precaution of, you know, neutralizing that house. Y- you just need to do it. It's it's a must.
2: I know the cat lovers are gonna not be happy with me on this one, but yeah, there's nothing that attacks a house more than a cat. Yeah. I mean, when it comes time to resell, uh, I had I had one. I I bought this property and. You know, we get in there and it was all air conditioned before, and everything was good. And we get in there and te- tear up the carpet, and literally every floorboard and every piece mm-hmm. of trim was soaked in urine. And you, we had um, to rip out everything, every, say, everything.
3: You almost have to rip it out. Sometimes yeah. I've seen guys and gals concrete get they've away had it with, to
2: do. Oh wow, it's crazy.
3: I've never seen. I've seen it with a little epoxy
2: over it. Yeah, They'd usually mask it pretty well. That's another Ooh. story.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, pretty powerful stuff.
2: Yeah, sure. it really is. So, but then again, there's other there's cats that are really good. And, you know, that, that are no problem. But we didn't, Where? when I grew up no. too, we, we grew up in a house that we had these two cats. My mom and dad will kill me because they're hearing this. But we grew up in this place and, you know, mm-hmm. you don't smell it. You know, we moved out and then came back in. We're like, whoa, what happened here? Well, it was our cats. You know, they totally destroyed that whole house. But you don't know it when you're living in it. Right. But I think that, you know, from a realtor standpoint too, we have to tell you that. Mm-hmm. If we don't tell you that, someone else is going to tell you it's going to cost you a lot more money later on.
3: For sure. So. I mean, that's... Honesty for us is tough sometimes, but it's, you know, or, or, you know, the other, sometimes I'll hide behind my stager. I'll tell her, I'll say, hey, make sure to take care of this, the cat problem. You send the stager out there as the bad news bearer and, you know,
2: nice guy. Secrets. Nice you got guy. a couple
1: of minutes to go here on the show for any last minute thoughts.
2: Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I've been dealing with a, a lot um, lately, the whole inspection thing has changed and mm-hmm. uh, issues come up and, and how to handle those. Um, so if people come in and uh, you know, ask for a problem, you know, there's a problem, how are you going to do it? Are you going to fix it or are you going to you know, give them money? And I'll tell you, there's a lot to do with um, the big, uh, uh, what am I going to say? There's a, there's a lot to do with like lenders. Mm-hmm. And Andy's writing me notes and trying to make me read them while Listen I'm talking. To cat to
3: you. man, yeah.
0: <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
2: But no, uh, but seriously, there is there's problems with that because if you go in and say, "Hey, we want this done" or "We want this replaced," and if it's not done right, it becomes a problem later on. That's true. So I think sometimes, and you know, the lenders. we were talking about that earlier with new construction. Mm-hmm. You know, the lenders are going to want this stuff done. If it's not done, they're not going to accept that you just give them money for that. You have right. to do it in another form. Typically, with closing costs or reducing that price. That's a good point. Yeah. We got a minute to go, guys.
3: Well, you know, I'm going to actually plug. We've got a uh, I've got a couple open houses here nine four six four White Oaks Court in Champlin. I have an executive Rambler, and it' beautiful cul de sac, lot quiet. Um, if you like to entertain, big deck, all you know, um, uh, maple interior on this vaulted ceilings, four bedroom, two bath or three bath, excuse me. And uh, that'll be open today from one to three with Luann. Go say hi. Or tomorrow noon to three with Rory. So it's a rambler on a nice lookout lot, big deck, and uh yeah, what kind of square
1: footage are we talking about. No. You know,
3: this property is pretty decent. It's it's a little over three thousand finished square feet, both okay. floors. So it's I call it an executive because of the yeah. size, but the price is not executive. It's three fifty nine nine. All
1: right, Chris, how about that's you? that's executive?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, no, not compared to you and your buddies.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. My no. God, no, we got a of, million got, seven. Yeah. We got I know we're running out of time, but a lot of to good ones. You? you know what? ChrisRooney.com. If you go there, you'll see all those open houses or on my Facebook page
1: too. Yeah. ChrisRooney. Yeah. But, or Praski.com. Prasky.com it is. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week with more more show here. Thanks, Denny. On 830WCCO. Thank, Thank you. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better. Over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and
3: four lines for $25 bucks per line per month with
1: eligible trade in when you switch.